0: Welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here we get real about what it takes to build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner and event planner. We'll go places, others won't, diving into the nitty gritty how to's of events, strategy, sponsorship and marketing. Plus, we have exciting interviews with those who've mastered their own craft and a segment called Interviews with Sponsors where we get the lowdown of what sponsors really look for when sponsoring an event. This is where we win the event space together. I'm your host, Alicia May, founder of Eventistry by Alicia, mom of two, lover of Saturdays, and I'm obsessed with creating phenomenal, profitable events. With a decade of experience, I'm here to talk you through those event roadblocks and even help you get out of your own way. Don't get stuck while planning, strategizing, and budgeting an event or retreat. On the Six Figure Event Podcast, I'm your wingwoman. We're going to grow your business, your following, and scale your dreams one event at a time. In this episode, I'm gonna be talking about ways to plan your first event. And I know it's gonna be scary, and you might say, Alicia, I'm not ready for an event. But let me tell you this, you can be ready. It doesn't necessarily have to fall into this large, full-blown scale event with 500 people. You can start small and you can start smart. And I always urge somebody to, if they want that live in-person connection, that feeling, then start small and really think about how you can still make an impact, perhaps bring it down to a co-working space, something that's easy and attainable for your first few times. And then once you start building your brand, your audience, your foundation, you can then go into planning a larger scale event. You can even do a retreat style event for your first time, but there's some questions that I always ask my client if they come to me and say, Alicia, I wanna plan an event, I wanna plan a retreat. I always ask them, first of all, start with the pre-work and understand what your audience wants and needs. So there may be a need in the market for a very intimate, high-level mastermind retreat, spiritual retreat in Bali. I mean, I did my retreat in Bali. It was absolutely phenomenal. But I knew that my community and my people wanted something high-level, something that was away from traditional big city kind of event where we flew. And I mean, it took a long time to get there, but the rewards were outstanding. So you may not want to fly across the country. And I would say bring it back a few notches. You don't need to plan a huge event in a hotel, get that food and beverage minimum, get that guaranteed room block. because That is scary. That's a huge, huge, huge amount of money that you could be spending potentially that could be disastrous. Here's hoping not. But here are five steps in order to plan your first event. Number one, Interest levels, identifying your audience and what they want. Is your event something that they even want? And if so, then start building and start gauging how interested they may be in various options that you provide them. So for instance, one, a small North American, Canada, US kind of thing, event where it's one day or it's a smaller workshop. Maybe if you want to do a high intense retreat, you may have to do some pre-work where you have a mastermind, you have a course or a program that goes all year round and then you attach it to that retreat. Look outward into your competitors or what other events, whether that is nationwide or local, and who's going to those events and experiencing them. You can find things that resonate with you, take notes, do some research to make your event the best. But the basis of it should be very survey-oriented by asking your audience, getting some great content, getting some feels out for location. This will help gauge the interest. This will help you plan out what makes sense for you. If you want a bigger retreat that takes 12 months to plan, getting some foundation and some back work in, then go that route. If you wanna start, let's say now, and you wanna do a smaller event, in a co-working space with five to ten fifteen people and it will take you a little bit of a smaller time frame then you can still go that route but remember whatever route you go you still have to do pre-work no matter what i always like to say that it takes at a minimum three months to plan a small scaled event so under 25 people Something intimate, maybe in your hometown, because it's easier logistically for you, especially if it's your first event, rather than a retreat that takes 12 plus months, especially if you have to build up your community, build up your brand. You can still start with co-working workshops. You can still start with that angle, but I always say make sure you plan ahead because that's the number one thing is time management, understanding how much time it takes for you personally to plan an event. Some people it takes a couple of days, some people it takes a couple of weeks, some a couple of months. So really it's how busy you are, how much do you wanna invest in time and energy into this event, and really what do your audience want? Maybe they don't want an event right now. You can attach an event, like I said, to a program or a course and then thinking about taking it publicly after you've done your first event have those pictures, have that social proof. This will ultimately help sell more seats. So number one, again, interest levels. Gauge your audience, survey them, ask questions, tease it, really get out there, think about how you can serve them and what makes sense for them right now. Number two, attendee experience. This kind of goes into the interest levels, but always think about what do your attendees want? Do what ifs and give them a list of options and also quote other box so they can tell you something you may not have thought of. Ask around what was your favorite part of events that you've attended in the past year? What made those events special? What was in the gift bags that made you gasp or say, wow, these are great, great, great attendee gifts. So. Events are going to be about your attendees and whether or not they have the right time and the right feeling for the event right then and there. I mean, again, remember you're competing with a lot of different events sometimes. For instance, the month of October has got to be the busiest month for events that I've ever seen. There are at least 35 events that I personally know of that are happening in October. So, Again, remember, plan ahead, gauge your interest levels, and map out your attendee experience. What is gonna make it different than all of the other events? What's gonna be the content? And tease that to your audience so that they're like, wow, that sounds amazing. Number three, what if we were brave? This is, to me, is probably the most important because it does take a lot to put on an event, especially a massive event, 100 people plus, 12,000. I've done events all in between. But what if we were brave? What if we actually stepped outside of our comfort zone? What if we actually did that first step and booked a co-working space for four hours and took the very first step? I want to encourage you to be brave and I want you to go out and create something that no one else has because you are you and you can't be duplicated there's no one else out there like you so for me if i was going to start an event in my own community i would start small i'd go to co-working space I would rent it out for a couple of hours, that's not much overhead, maybe bring some snacks. Really get into your own and get out there. What's the worst that can happen? No one shows up, oh well, let's try it again. You know, there's other entrepreneurs, really the big ones out there that have names. I remember I think Gary Vee said the first event that he threw, there was only like four people that showed up, but look at him now. Everyone has to start somewhere. I also encourage you to do some really wild brainstorming right? Get a massive whiteboard. Go crazy. Get into your creative brainstorming space. Because at that point, there's no wrong answer. You can start dreaming about what your future events look like. Whether they are 100 people, 500 people you want to fill an arena, go right ahead. Your whiteboard is your safe space that you can dream and you can plan and strategize. If you want your entire business to be event related, What is going to be your plan? And that brings me into point number four, create your strategy. How are you going to get from a co-working space workshop for four hours to a massive arena filled with 12,000 people? Maybe that's not your end strategy. Maybe your end strategy is to get into a high-level mastermind somewhere tropical, maybe in the mountains, whatever that is, and create six figures at your event. How do you create your strategy? This is a question I asked a lot. It encompasses the how, the where, the what, and the when. Break it down. It's the most important to understand your why because the why is going to catapult you into your passion which then comes across the screen when you are marketing, when you are telling people about your event. What's the core meaning of your event? Is it energy? What's your vibe? Why are people attracted to you in the first place? What's your business all about? And then defining the what is important to the environment of the event. Put yourself in the position of your attendees. Now, go through the buyer journey with them until they actually show up to the event. So from the airport to the actual event, going to the restaurant to the next step, what does that look like? Obviously, infuse your personality into your event. There is an entrepreneur that I most recently went to an event, and she was so bold and creative, and I loved everything about her event because that suited her personality. She was loud, she was charismatic. She didn't give a shit. She was just out there. She had a drag queen show, we had glitter, we had shots, we had amazing things happen, but that was her, and she is unapologetically her all the time. So what is gonna differentiate between you and your other competing events in your area? Another question to ask throughout your strategy is what drives your attendees to buy? What really makes them say, oh my gosh, I have to come to this event? What's gonna be different? If you're gonna infuse content and personality and do something fun and exciting, Is that really what your attendees want? Are they really going to the behaviors of what they're looking at? Because that's ultimately who's gonna make a decision to buy your event. It's not all about you, it's mostly gonna be about them. So your strategy is gonna be very, very comprehensive. Do some back work, take up 50 minutes a night, do that strategy portion, revisit it, and then lay it out all on the line. Go back to your whiteboard and think about how every step of the way that event is going to make it your business and make you that next six figures that you are dreaming of because it is possible and I have seen it over and over again to make six figures at your event. Anyone that says I've lost money at my event is not doing it properly because you can make it. You just have to do the pre-work. You have to do the foundation before you actually hold a 100-person event. You can still do it as well in a retreat and do a high level retreat with the price points are higher. But again, you have to work up to that. If you have a strong community, you have a strong foundation for those of you who are listening that really say, wow, I think I can probably do this. You probably can. And so now it's just for you to step out into your own and to actually make it happen. And that brings me into my last point. It really is just about the fear. So five steps, last step that I'm gonna to talk to you about is overcoming your fear. You are ready now. If you can think of three to five people who want to attend, then you're ready, right? The in-person live connection event phase will catapult your business to the next level, I promise you. Finding your tribe outside of your computer, get away from your screen, even if it's small, even if it's intimate, co-working space, I looked into a co-working space in my hometown, it's $35 an hour to rent the room of 12 people. I mean, how low key can you get? Even if four people show up, you give those four people the best experience of their lives, and then you do it again and again, and you continue until your community, you have that back foundation, you have people that are your raving fans through the content, through amazing things that they can implement in their business, Get those results and then take it higher. Once you have those first 20 25 people that are raving about your business, they're like, Wow, wow, I can't wait to join you in a high level mastermind, a five thousand dollar price point, and then take your next level program, which is you know five six figures, whatever that may be. So, again, five steps to really think about hosting your first event, even if it's scary. Number one, interest levels identify your audience. Number two, attendee experience. What do your attendees really want? Don't just assume. You definitely need to survey them. You have to ask questions. Get into the mind of them. Even get on the phone and say, what if I was going to host an event? What would be the reason you came to this event? Number three, what if we're brave? What if we actually did an event and just did it and did the pre-work, hosted the foundation and stepped out into our own? Do some wild brainstorming as well. Get a massive whiteboard. Go crazy. I want to see those. I want you to tag me on Instagram. When you do your wild brainstorming for your event, tag me at Eventistry by Alicia. Create your strategy go back to elementary school the how the what the where the why the when it's really important to know these things before you jump in i promise you because when you just jump in and say well i'm just going to do an event for the heck of doing an event because everyone else is doing an event you are not going to understand why you're hosting it and that's going to get really fuzzy and it's going to go down quickly and number five is you are ready now Let's get over the fear of this live event where people are just get buckled up and I can't speak and I can't do this. You can, you have to start somewhere. You can do it. You just need to start somewhere, right? One of my favorite quotes that I've heard lately is, done is better than perfect. And I don't know where this came from. Maybe you can tag me to see, there's somebody that says this all the time, done is better than perfect. And I promise you, once you have done it, you're gonna feel so exhilarated. You're gonna say, wow, I cannot wait to do that again. Thanks so much for joining me today. And again, if you have any fun things that you want to tag me in, join me on Instagram. I'm hanging out there more often these days. At Eventistry by Alicia. Can't wait to see you host your first event. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and take the tools and tips and information from our guest speakers to help build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, or event planner. Join us again next week for a new episode that I hope will continue to help you win in the events.